Each of us has had the experience of discovering someone incredibly inspiring that history seems to have overlooked. These unsung heroes have often saved lives and changed those around them for the better in ways that can show us a path forward in complicated times. Today, we'll discuss how impactful the uncovering of unsung heroes can be for our students. And welcome to episode four of the Education for a Better World podcast. I'm Mike Soskel. And I'm Diane Smokorowski. Each week, we will bring you conversations with some of the most dynamic thought leaders in education. This week's episode is sponsored by GoToScience, a tool that allows our youngest learners the opportunity to learn by going on adventures without leaving their classroom. We know that education will be the driving force for a bright, optimistic future. On each show, We'll introduce you to innovative ideas, we'll stretch your thinking, and help you see ways to empower students to affect positive change in the world. We are thrilled that you are coming along with us on this journey. Let's dream big. Today's guests are Norm Kennard and Megan Felt. Norm is a former award-winning teacher, and Megan was one of his students. Almost 20 years ago, a project in their classroom led to the discovery of one of the most incredible stories of bravery during the Holocaust. As a result, Life in a Jar, the Arena Sendler project that Megan founded has allowed audiences from around the globe the opportunity to be inspired by Arena Sendler's story. It's been turned into a book and a motion picture. Currently, Norm is the executive director of the Lowell Milken Center for Unsung Heroes, where Megan works as a program director. Norm and Megan, welcome to the show. Thank good, you. Good to be here, Michael. These and are two of, some of my favorite people on the planet that you've invited today. <laughs> well, <laughs> they are also two of my favorite people, and both <laughs> of us are Lowell Milken Center fellows, and we've spent considerable time in Fort Scott getting to know both Norma and Megan and working with them to create amazing experiences for kids. And so I'm really excited about the conversation we're going to have today. We Megan, are too. Megan, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about Life in the Jar and how that got started? Well, I joined with two other students, Liz and Sabrina, in 1999 when I was a freshman in high school. And we talked with our high school history teacher, Norm Kennard, and asked if he had any ideas on Holocaust Unsung Heroes. We wanted to learn more about the Holocaust. And he gave us a box of clippings, newspaper, magazine articles he gathered throughout the years. And in it was a 1994 News and World Report article entitled Other Schindlers. And a paragraph said, Irena Sindlerova saved over 2,500 Jewish children from the Warsaw Ghetto during the Holocaust. And we thought, wow, that's twice as many plus as Oscar Schindler. Why haven't we heard this story? So we went to our teacher and he said, well, why don't you do a Google search? And so we typed in her name and one hit came up. It was the Jewish Foundation for the Righteous out of New York City, confirming she saved children and gave a few bits of information about her. But that's all we could find in English about her. We went to the Midwest Center for Holocaust Education, University Libraries, and it, we were having trouble finding anything in English about her, so we started researching other rescuer stories and the Warsaw Ghetto, and we decided she would be 90 years old, so we would search for her burial site. And we got an email telling us, actually, she's still alive. She lives in Warsaw. Here's her address. So we were blown away. We immediately wrote a letter sent a copy of the script of the performance that we had written up to that point, 
And we dropped the letter off in our post office in our town of 200 people where our high school was. And we started thinking, why would a woman in Eastern Europe care about kids in rural Kansas? So I'll never forget the day when Liz came running down the hallway shouting, we got a letter, waving it in the air. And we all run back to Mr. Kennard's classroom and we pull the letter out and it's all in Polish, which we were not expecting. Seven pages, handwritten Polish. And the very first line said, to my dear and beloved girls, very close to my heart. And she started to share with us how she saved the children, why she saved the children. She told us she had nightmares every single night of her life. Continue to ask yourself, did I do enough? Could I have done more? So that's a question we like to ask our audiences today, even when we still perform Life in a Jar. Are you doing enough? Can you do more to make a positive change in the world around you? What I love about this story is it really doesn't matter where a, a child has curiosity to make an impact on the world. You can be in a town of 200. You can be in the most busiest section of an urban community, or you could be on an island out in the Southern Pacific, and you can make a difference in the world by helping to uncover these stories. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Why do you have a passion for Unsung Hero Projects? We have found, Diane and Michael, that the Unsung Hero stories resonate with about everybody, and they cover various courses of history. But most of all, they provide us with role models, and we're looking for great role models for our children, and these stories certainly do that. Irena Sindler was a tremendous role model, and these three young girls from Kansas brought her story to light, and it was, uh, it was Protestant girls from rural Kansas discovering a Polish Catholic woman who saved Jewish children, that great line from USA Today. And so that story has become worldwide. And our other Unsung Hero stories, hundreds of them, the ones that both of you have worked with from time to time, are the kinds of stories that cause people to really think about life itself and what should be and how we could make this a better place. Our, uh, one of our mottos from day one was tikkun olam, the Hebrew phrase, which means to repair the world. And so that's what we're looking at. In our uh, Hall of Unsung Heroes Museum in Fort Scott, Kansas today, we have great stories from the teacher of Abraham Lincoln to uh, two white students who befriended the Little Rock Nine to, and it just goes on and on. We cover every area. And you might think that these Unsung Heroes stories are history teachers, but really we work K through 12, and we probably have more English teachers, uh, et cetera, than, than maybe even history teachers working with us around the world. So uh, it's been a joy, but it's, it's an example of uh, how the power of information can make a difference in the lives of people. Uh, our students become experts in the field, they spend a lot of time in critical thought. They develop cooperative skills, cooperative learning skills. They look at primary sources. And uh, the ripples of the water just go on and on and on and on. I, uh, I was in Ottawa, Canada, and Toronto this past week presenting. And in Toronto, a man came up after I had presented. And his mother had been saved by Irena Sindler. Now, I knew this man, and, and very powerful person, a wonderful person, and I was so excited. But he brought with him his two ch children who were in their 20s. They were alive. They were making a difference in the world. Great kids because Irena had saved their grandmother in 1942. And so uh, they shared about that in the 
uh, time we had to question and answer and lots of emotion there. But uh, our unsung heroes are those kinds of people who make a huge difference in the world. Take me back to Norm the teacher uh, mm -hmm. during this time when your students were doing this kind of work. And talk to me about your mindset and how you empowered kids. Well, both of you understand that the teacher receives the greatest benefit with all of this. It's easy to empower young people when they themselves become the owners of their project, when they become um, the experts on their project, when the expertise on a project is from the students themselves, then that's easy. That makes it, that's such a win-win situation for everybody, student, student and teacher. And Megan's exceptionally well informed about Irina Sindler and the Holocaust and all of these subjects. And so are the other girls involved. And so are the 50-some students who've worked in the play over the years in this project. So um, it's easy to empower students when you have the kinds of topics we do. I think that's what we look for, Michael and Diane. We look for great stories in history whether it's uh, Gene Shoemaker, who's buried on the moon, and that's, uh, yeah, some of your listeners are gonna have to look that one up, whether it's uh, Therese Frere and her incredible photograph, it just goes on and on. There are so many stories, and I will say this, both of us agree that there are simply thousands and thousands of unsung hero stories yet to be found, and that's the exciting part of what we do. We're not ever going to run out of these great, great stories about people who have made a difference in the world. I completely agree with that. And, you know, being a fellow, one of the things that you told us was if we're looking for an unsung hero, we really wanted to look at somebody whose impact was at least 30 years in the past and prior. Mm -hmm. Can you kind of explain to listeners why that's important, that number? Yeah, we want to see our unsung heroes, uh, we want to see their impact over time. And so we set a sort of an arbitrary date of maybe 30 years back in history, anything 1990 or before, we would consider simply because we needed a time, we needed a consideration uh, to see if our heroes had really impacted the world and also to look for maybe some flaws that might appear later on. Uh, someone that's too current, there may be a negative or here, here or there. So we wanted to make sure that that didn't happen too. So that's uh, that's one of the reasons we go with our particular topics. I, I will tell you both right now, one of the most enjoyable parts of what we do at the museum is determine who is an unsung hero and who is not. And we get these every day. I think we had five today, five unsung heroes. And so we need to make a quick determination whether or not they qualify for what we consider to be an unsung hero, a person who's made a difference in the world, that's impacted the world. And uh, that's just so exciting. Um, back to my Canadian thing, last week I was having lunch with the ambassador to Canada from Poland, and we started talking about unsung heroes. Guess what? He came up with three or four, and he was so excited that he had people who were considered, and they were, they were legitimate unsung heroes. He was just, he was very excited, almost as a child would be, that he had come up with some unsung heroes who might meet our qualification, et cetera. So. But Megan does it every day, and uh, Megan, I, I, I want to brag on her just a little bit. You know, she started out as a ninth grader on this project, and now she works with ninth graders and eighth graders and tenth graders and fourth and fifth all over the world and helps them come up with the same kind of stories and projects that she did. So, Megan, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to dig into that in a second and, and tell us uh, more about what you do at the center. 
But I want to I want to first go back to Megan the student. Um, okay. Tell me tell me how working on the Arena Sendler project changed you as a person from from the ninth grader to who you are now. When I started the project with Liz and Sabrina, I played the role of the Jewish mother, which was the perfect role for me at the time because it had a lot of emotion and I, my family life, we were dealing with a lot of emotion with my mom going through cancer. And to start out, Irina's story gave me perspective in my life and showed me how important perspective is, uh, especially thinking about the Jewish people and what they had gone through my family and I could survive my mom's cancer. So that was a powerful change for me there. But Irina's story and everything she shared with us and the letters and the emails and the visits to Poland and meeting her and spending time with her made me continue to consider what I believe in as an individual and what I wanted to fight for in my life and how I could make a difference every day, whether it was a small act. No way could I ever save 2,500, I don't think, but I could do small things to make a difference, a positive change in the world around me. I started college three semesters in, I was pre-pharmacy and I decided that was not my dream. So I called my dad and my mom during a Christmas break and said, guys, I'm changing my major to business management and marketing. And I'll never forget that phone call and their support. But that led me down the path to be able to be at the Lowell Milken Center with Norm Kennard as our executive director and being able to continue to learn from him and have the opportunity to work with teachers and students around the world. And it's so rewarding every day. When I started this job at 23, I felt completely self-actualized that I was where I needed to be and so content and the opportunities every day to make a difference uh, around the world. So it's very exciting and to be able to see students change and see how their lives are affected by projects just like mine was, it's so awesome and rewarding to see that every day. Before we continue with the show, we'd like to take a few seconds to share with you the sponsor that's made today's episode possible. GoToScience is an absolutely incredible tool for teachers. When Beth and Curtis take children exploring on an island in the middle of the ocean, fossil hunting in Wyoming, or into the Australian outback, they allow classes to choose their own scientific adventure. A few weeks ago, a second grade teacher I know could not stop talking about how much her students were learning and how much fun they were having doing it. You know, Mike, I've experienced the same thing. Teachers who are using this absolutely love it. That's why I'm excited to share that we are going to be giving away a free year-long subscription to one of our lucky listeners. When you hear a quote or an idea on one of our shows that you really like, Tweet it out and make sure to tag us in it using our Twitter handle, at Ed4BetterWorld. That's at Ed, the number four, Better World. On our first show in January, we'll choose at random someone who has tweeted something from the show and tagged us. And we will be giving that listener a one-year subscription to go to science. The more you tweet, the more chances you have to win. There's something that Diane and I would like to share with you that we are really passionate about. You know, we both love being in the classroom with our students. We get just as excited, though, to work with teachers and help them create magic with their students. Diane has been the keynote speaker for conferences all over the country. 
She's run classes and workshops for thousands of teachers. Anyone who has spent time with Diane will tell you that there is something magical about learning with Mrs. Smoke. Mike always leaves those in attendance optimistic and inspired about what is possible in education. He has worked with teachers all over the globe, from Dubai to Oxford University to school districts and conferences around the United States. Diane and I would love to work with your teachers or to speak at your conference. We've often facilitated workshops together to help teachers create global learning experiences for children, build professional networks, and use project and problem-based learning as tools to make learning relevant and meaningful. We also have our own areas of passion that we'd love to share with your group. To learn more about what we can offer or to send us an inquiry, visit the podcast website at edforbetterworld.com. We really hope to see you in person soon. Now let's return to the show. When students get involved in an Unsung Hero project, there's no doubt of intrinsic motivation. And as students start to get involved in things in school, it's sometimes difficult to say, you know, why am I doing this? What is the point of the quadratic formula? <laughs> or why do I need to know um, why this pronoun should be placed in this part of the sentence? When your students or students around the world are involved in these projects, they, they have a feeling of, I'm doing this because it leaves an impact. What is a story from the museum where you've seen a pretty impressive impact on a child, um, even in the last few years? Mm -hmm. One of our projects at the museum, as you both know, is the Ken and Ann story. And that's with Ken Reinhardt and Ann Williams, who were two white students, who befriended Elizabeth Eckford, the iconic photograph of the young African-American girl going to school at Little Rock Central in 1957. And um, we actually were interviewing her and she's not an unsung hero. She and the nine are very well known. But while interviewing her, one of the male students said, was there a white student who befriended you? And she said immediately, Ken and Ann. And we said, where are they? Who are they? And she said she hadn't seen them for many years. And so we found Ken in Louisville, Kentucky. We found Ann in Kansas City. And on the phone, when we told both of them that they were considered by the Little Rock Nine to be heroes, they both cried. It was an emotional moment for both of them. So when you start with these stories, first of all, I would say we deeply touched, or the story deeply touched, two of our unsung heroes. They, their lives have been changed tremendously because of this. Then the story of these two white students who took a stand in 57, 58, just reached out and touched so many others. And people who come to our museum or who see the story online, they say, oh my goodness, this is the kind of, I wanna be like, I wanna be like Ken Reinhardt. I wanna be like Ann Williams. I want to take a stand. And in this day and age, there's plenty of opportunities for high school students to take a stand and middle school and elementary students. You find it in also the students who do the projects, like Megan and the girls. You find those strong character traits and you find it, um, and people everywhere. I would say student after student, year after year, and working with them, they choose an unsung hero from the time period that they're interested in, and they start researching, and in their research, they become the storytellers, mm -hmm. and there's an ownership and a passion that develops inside of them to share these stories, but also they start considering their own beliefs, and we just had a student this last year who did a project on a suffragette, 
and she's never been involved in women's rights, never very active, but she has become active and she is now very passionate about women's rights just because of her research studying a suffragette. So it's very exciting to see the students grow and gain beliefs in who they are, but also in what they can achieve. Uh, when Megan started this project, she was a ninth grader, it was very popular, she was a cheerleader, she was a good student, and to think that 20 years down the road, she would be considered by many people to be an expert on the Warsaw Ghetto. Uh, I, I just don't think you can imagine that. If I would have said to Megan, 20 years down the road, you're gonna be an expert on the Warsaw Ghetto, people all over the world will write you and call you and email you to find your opinion on these matters. And she would have said, I, I don't think so, but it is the case. And so the primary research, the critical thinking with these projects just brings us down so many roads. It's a, it's a Robert Frost uh, thing where you come to the diverging road into the wood, and I took the one less traveled by. And sometimes that road is one of great study and great uh, and sacrifice. To. We recently did a show on helping children find a shared humanity. And one of the pieces of research that I've come across recently is how much empathy is built in children who read a lot of, uh, of, a lot of fiction. Um, the more fiction they read, the, the more they tend to have emotional intelligence. And it strikes me in, in listening to the two of you talk that as students dig into these narratives from history, uh, even though they're nonfiction, they are still narrative based, that the connection students make with the characters they're learning about who happen to be real life heroes, real life characters, helps them find a little bit of a shared humanity with those around them. I certainly think so. Yes, definitely. And, and Megan, uh, you, Irena, and you developed this mother, when Megan's mother passed away uh, several years before Irena passed away, Irena and Megan long distance to develop this mother-daughter relationship. And it becomes a little bit of that shared humanity you're talking about. Uh, Michael, and we see that with all of our projects in one way or another, no matter what the project, it's, uh, it's just a little bit of, of that kind of expression that we're seeking and we are pleased with. And uh, it's, uh, you know, project-based learning, I think, is almost always a win-win. Um, it's something that we base all of our, all of our work on. And it's, uh, by the way, we have a new curriculum out now on project-based learning. And it's the Yensung Heroes curriculum. It's quite extensive. It's based pretty much for a middle school level, but uh, we uh, will have it on a flash drive, uh, which can fit around your wrist, and schools everywhere are interested in it. We've just had a tremendous outpouring of interest for this curriculum, complete, thorough curriculum developed by fellows like yourselves, outstanding educators who... Uh, who say, here's a way you can teach your children in the classroom. I love it. And, you know, just seeing those scaffolds, because teachers sometimes really struggle. Where do I begin in project-based learning? You've really set them up for success. So well done, friends. And um, the question that I have for you, and, you know, as a person who started doing global collaboration many years ago with, with Mike and, and such, We've both found that the more teachers get involved in these real world connections, their students change, but then also the teachers change. Like we, we start to think differently as educators. Can you speak to that just a little bit? Oh, I, I think so. It's, uh, it's interesting how the human being in general changes. 
with so many outside, uh, what should we call them, interferences in our lives, so many things that are going on in the world today. It's a confusing place. It's a confusing place to be in second grade. It's a confusing place to be in 12th grade. Sometimes it's a confusing place for an adult to be. And uh, as I think back to my classroom years, um, I think today would be a challenge to teach social studies to 11th or 12th graders as much as it was then or more so. And, uh, and yet when we can find great inspiration and people who not only inspire us, but who sort of demand that we ourselves make a difference in the world, um, then things change. I, again, we've had 107 fellows like both of you, great teachers who are dynamic and who are passionate and who have great character, but most of all, who want to change the world. And that's what the Unsung Hero stories are all about. LowellMilkinCenter.org, our website, has so much now on it that's available to teachers and students who want to make a difference. But uh, we're looking for those teachers and those students who want to take that extra step and go that extra mile to change the world. And we will definitely get that link on the show notes page uh, for our listeners to make sure that you can go and visit that uh, and get all of these great resources that we're talking about. When I was down at the center, one of the things that really struck me that I loved was exploring the student artwork that was there. And we know that art allows students to really have an emotional connection with, uh, with some of the things they're studying. Could you talk a little bit about uh, how, the, how those art pieces came to be and some of the initiatives that the center does with students? We have the Art Effect Project, and it allows students to look at unsung hero stories in a new way. They can find their unsung hero, create a piece of artwork, and along with that, they write a 500-word essay on how the unsung hero's story affected them and explaining their artwork and the connection they made with the unsung hero's story through the artwork. And then those pieces, that are chosen go on display in our museum and they are shown and shared with our visitors that come into the center. It's powerful to see people stop and take a moment and look at the artwork and see the student's interpretation and wow, this was, this was completed by a ninth grade student. They were able to share a piece like this. It's just exciting to see them take a personal look at an unsung hero in a in a artistic way. We also have our Discovery Award, Megan, uh, which is similar to the Artifact Project, but it's based on the best projects in America and around the world, and projects that are about unsung heroes. Uh, again, who tell great stories. Nothing like a great story. We just had uh, a gentleman come through the museum who is one of the heads of the Fort Scott National Historic Site. And just like everybody else, he sees these fantastic stories about human beings who've made a difference in the world, and he gets excited about it. So we have a wonderful, wonderful opportunity daily to do that. Um, but again, we're looking at ways to improve the world. Um, one, again, one of our mottos on the classroom wall when you were in the ninth grade, Megan, was he who changes one person changes the world entire. And that's a, a paraphrase in the Talmud. So we have all these sayings that we like. And our unsung heroes range from men, women, to an eight-year-old little girl, and even a dog. So you never know where you're going to find an unsung hero story. 
Yes, and we're looking always for more diversity. We're, we're always looking for stories where in areas we don't have quite as many. And so for those people who are listening, if you have unsung heroes who are from areas that we might not have included so much, it might not be in the history book so much, that's what we're looking for too. So be sure to get in touch with us and share those stories. Last question, and we're gonna ask both of you to answer. Mm-hmm. In one or two sentences, how can we change education to make the world a better place? We, we believe that project-based learning and Unsung Hero stories have the power and the critical thinking process to make a difference in the lives of children, teachers, and communities. Time and time again, we see that the students change when there's a personal connection made and a personal influence for them. I feel like if teachers, every teacher could make a a personal connection with every student, wouldn't that be an awesome place to be for students time every day to go in to a classroom where they are known personally and have that personal connection. I know so many teachers who do that and it's awesome to hear their students talk about those teachers and how they influence their lives forever. For example, Adam Shoemaker and Abraham Lincoln that connection, that personal connection forever changed Abraham Lincoln and started him on his road to opposing slavery. If we could all have Adam Shoemaker teachers, the world would be a better place. Thank you for joining us today. Please visit our website at edforbetterworld.com. That's ed, E-D, the number four, betterworld.com for show notes and to learn more about inviting Mike and I to lead a workshop for your teachers. And don't forget to check the other podcast-related goodies. We want to thank Megan Felt and Norm Kennard for being our guests today. Credit for the music on the show goes to Midair Machine. Join us next week as we discuss the importance of early childhood education with Alexandra Harper, an Australian teacher who has started bush and beach schools that allow children to learn in nature. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation and that it gave you some new ideas and perspectives. Through education and action, we can create a better world. Until we're together again, continue to dream big. And affect positive change.